I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, good Friday morning. It's Friday in Arizona and I'm coming to you with a John and Dave show. With a John and Dave show in my white hat and blue v-neck. I hope you're having a good Friday. Good morning. Good morning from the kitchen of Heidi Powell. Got my Starbucks. I am ready. It's going to be a good day. Good morning. Good morning, Madison. Good morning, uh, Once Upon a Dot. Good morning, Ari, Tasha. Mm, goodness gracious. Once it hits your lips. Good morning, Planning with Sam. Mia, the gang's all here. The gang's all here. Should we find uh, Mr. John Acuff? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Uh, I don't see him. I know he's. I know he's alive. I just texted with him. <sighs> Hi, Ashley. How's it going? You having a good Friday? Move your hats. Give the man the respect he deserves. Coming in live from Nashville, Tennessee. It's Mr. Hey, John there Acuff. We go. There we go. There we go. Look at that. Look Hello, at handsome. That. Hey, hat today, huh? Feeling I got sporty? A, I got a white sporty? hat. Well, I, it's not as much sporty as it is. I forgot to get ready. Uh, okay. We're doing a photo shoot here in a minute. And really? I, for well, what? it's, for like well, a, it's bourgeois, a, a bourgeois kind of thing, like something sexy. Is that? Nah, nah. It okay. is. Uh, it's almost like a creative content day. So like someone shows up uh, and they are shooting a bunch of video content and then some still photography. And we just kind of like mm-hmm. keep switching outfits and someone keeps putting a piece of paper in front of us and says, hey, now you and Heidi are talking about, and we're like, hey, everybody, and we start dancing like monkeys, and it's fantastic. What, how long is it going to take? Uh, we start at 9.30, we end at 4.30. Okay, okay. that's so a, lot of, it's a, a s- lot of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of, stuff. of It's a lot of things. We just keep on going from one outfit to the next. That's how we roll. How so. many outfit changes will you have? Like Beyonce level, like 42? Well, here's the thing I was asked, uh, I, I asked before I came, what do I need to bring? And they said, well, just wear what you normally wear. Like, it's meant to be somewhat casual. I'm like, oh, so I've uh, got I got a V-neck in blue and a V-neck in another shade yeah. of blue and then a V-neck in gray yeah. and one that's a little bit of a darker gray. I oh, mean, nice. like, nice. it's all I have. All I do is V-necks. Uh, all I do is win. So it's great. That's so funny. And you'll nice. be in a hat for him? No, 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 no. I'm okay. going to go take, I'm going to go take a shower, but okay. uh, it's just, it's only 830 here. I mean, you know, like the time zone difference. Oh, you're difference. in Phoenix. Nobody I'm cares Phoenix. about Phoenix time. Well, Arizona is garbage on time zone. You're Arizona doesn't it. You have change. Multiple. It's no, so it's, wild. It's nuts. No, the sun no. gets up here, by the way, at like two in the morning. It's I feel like we're in Alaska. The time zone not changing has thrown off my ability to sleep because the sun starts coming in and you're like, is it the morning? No, it's still the middle of the night. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I never know what 
what time it is in Arizona. I just, when I get there, I ask somebody and they're usually sweaty. And I go, excuse <laughs> me, sir, who's sweating? And they're holding a cactus. Weird. But everybody there, so if odd. you've never been to Arizona, everybody carries around small cactus. It's a dry heat. Yeah, it's, it's a dry, dry heat. heat. Yeah, it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, you can't tell your mind that when you look at the thermostat and it says 110. Like 117, dry, not dry, don't matter. It is hot. No, um, that is, that is great. So you're John, doing that today. So I'm doing that today. We fly back to Texas tomorrow. We're taking a couple of uh, Heidi's children in part because my nine-year-old, my now nine-year-old had a birthday last week. We were having the birthday party this weekend. Uh, I want to ask because we have set up a thing that has become somewhat of a staple in birthday party celebrating at the Hollis house. Oh, A 1.4 mile tall slide is being assembled. I saw it. It is, I mean, like it is a thing that is both terrifying from a liability standpoint. Please sign this waiver. Thanks for coming over. Um, But it is also like one of the most incredible things ever. What do you do when your kids have birthday parties? Well, we're in the, I mean, one's turning 18. What is today in five days. Um, so she's turning 18 in five days. So we're doing it. She wants to do a fancy dinner with her friend. So we're, we got a table for eight at a fancy restaurant and then we're going to be eating somewhere else in the restaurant to help them figure out the menu. Cause they are like, good. I know they're going to be like, they're going to under order. And we're like, no ball out. Like you can get apps. This is time, you know, or whatever. And yeah. so I imagine Jenny will be coming over and going, no, you can't do that. And then, so yeah, so they, we won't be at the table. There's no slide. Um, Smart. But we'll be in the facility so that if they are afraid to order something, we can go, no, no, like, here's what you, here's how to do that. Like, you don't order chicken fingers. Like, please don't order chicken fingers. Like, have, they don't have, have an adult fingers. meal. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they'll be all dressed up. So, like, that's what we're doing with this one. With your slide, I think it's nice because a kid can get some stitches as a take-home gift. Like, 100%. I mean, like, some here's people a, do a gift bag. They can get stitches. That's, that's fun. The reality is my house in the last year and a half has become something that, and I was joking about it, but it's actually serious. If you want to come over for an extended play date, I'm going to need you to sign this piece of paper because I've got those go-karts in the back and yep. it's been raining a lot. So now they're, it's a slick track. So you can get going, you know, you can, you can get going 25, 27 miles an hour on those babies. You flip one of those over. I know you got a helmet on, but I, daddy yeah. can't be responsible. Are you they drifting? Take, Are your kids drift. drifting? Like Tokyo, you got Tokyo yeah. drift? Tokyo drift is happening in the background for sure. 100%. Uh, uh, no nice. Vin Diesel, but uh, there's definitely some drifting happening in the back. Yeah, there. those kids are like going to get tattoos at this birthday party. I feel like there's going to be a <laughs> tattoo artist. Some like you live in Austin, it's going to be some hipster doing like anchor or something, or like you know. Yeah, I like that. I we've like got that. a we've got a Mumford and Sons uh, 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 tribute band playing in the back. Uh-huh. And, no, we don't. I'm, that was would it be home. Mumford and Uncles? That was my, my, was my Christmas Mumford party. And, like Mumford and Uncles? Do you think that? Like, what would you name right. a Mumford and Sons tribute band? Ooh, that's good. Uh, Mumford and Uncles sounds good. I actually had I had a Mumford and Sons tribute band playing at uh, the last Christmas party, and they all had just like everything you'd hope, like the long beards, checkered Mm -hmm. flannels, uh, a hat that I couldn't possibly ever pull off. They were from Austin, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, oh for sure. How do you form that? Do you just find four people in Austin and say, "Do you want to play Mumford and Sons songs?" And they all do, and then you take them home in your car? From what I understand, if you go down to Congress, South Congress Boulevard, and just shout the name of the band that you'd like to assemble. People just start with like just yeah. like Mumford and Sons, and then all of a sudden yeah. anyone who the Lumineers. I need Lumineers, and then like people come Boom. out and like I got an upright bass. That's right. Okay. That's right. That is That's convenient it. about being it in works. Austin. It's yeah. It's rattlesnakes and hipster musicians. It, I mean, I live in Nashville. We ha- definitely have musicians. You I went to Garth Brooks the other night. Face, by the way, what? Whoa, it's whoa. too bright. It feels.
feels no, too bright. You look fantastic. You look like you're like aging backwards. Like I'm on fire. I feel like I'm Wait, on fire. You went to Garth Brooks last night? No, Saturday night. And oh. it got rained out. Zero song. It got canceled. It was a five hour parking no, and no. no no music. Dude, it was thunder brutal. Rolled. It did. Literally. It did. it did. And I was I was making as many jokes as I knew and it didn't change anything. And it rained and it was 75,000 people and it was one like it was in and the roads were flooded so we couldn't get home because the roads were flooded it was quite an adventure it was quite my a, so there's there's my first question to you what a, what a segue what's the last concert you went to that wasn't a Mumford and Sons tribute band the last concert I went to was Jay-Z's on the run tour or maybe it was Beyonce and Jay-Z the thing I remember from it number one was that like they were the most prepared and incredible performers but truly the thing yeah. that stood out was opening act DJ Khaled, who all he said over and over was like, yeah. DJ I'm Khaled. D- I'm DJ Khaled. He just yeah. kept yeah. saying, like, he, it was, I, I know that this is a very obscure reference, but like Ricky Henderson playing baseball back in the day uh, yeah. would talk about Ricky Henderson in the third yeah. person as yeah. though he was not himself Ricky Henderson. DJ Khaled, same exact thing. Just you feel, overwhelming. Is it fair to say that DJ Khaled says his name more than Jason Derulo? Like, Jason it, Derulo. Derulo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if you did that when you entered meetings like you entered a meeting you're like Dave Hollis and maybe do mister for Brandon I don't know like, God I wish I, I wish there was a little like jingle that went along with Dave Hollis yeah. I, I would mean do it's it. good money it's good money I if do you it. can get it good yeah. money if you can get it so last concert okay here's the next Wait, one and you're so you didn't get to go to Garth but what was your concert previous to Garth Brooks well I'm going to the Counting Crows this Thursday so I'm excited Yo, about that they're probably my band they're probably my band that I listen to, like August and everything after like I wore out round here like round here as a moody high schooler was like this is about me like I'm writing poetry in my room like getting dumped um last concert I went to uh I went to a Dave Barnes concert uh maybe maybe two years ago it's oh no Thad Cockrell Thad Cockrell Thad Cockrell yeah saw Thad Cockrell and he was amazing because he had just been on the Tonight Show Jimmy Fallon heard his song in a hardware store during the pandemic and was encouraged by it and I was like I've never heard this guy ended up putting Thad Cockrell on the Tonight Show. Thad was an inch away from quitting because in wow. Nashville, it's super, and he was telling his manager, I got to quit. He wrote this long manifesto and he was like, hey, Tonight Show just called. Jimmy Fallon loves your song. And so like, that was You never know what it's going to be. You never know what it's going to be. No, you don't. But you know, unless you're in the arena, it's not going to be anything. Oh, so like, you never real quick, know. Real quick. Let's can, see. I, can I introduce you to my my little friend? <laughs> yeah. The first of many. This is the ground troops. There's more this coming. Is, this is the beginning of a new yeah. me. A new really? me. Who, who, did somebody give you that or did you buy it yourself? Well, I mean, the thing is, it doesn't make it nearly as cool when I let you know that I got my leather bracelet at Disneyland. But, oh, uh, yeah. You just say <laughs> California. We California. got it in Cal- Southern California. In, don't worry about it. I got it, it in California. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm now wearing a, a leather bracelet. I feel like, honestly, I feel like I need a string to go with it. So if you see it over the weekend, I'm testing things out. I think you're like one step away from multiple leather bracelets. Like, <laughs> oh, trust me. I need to like a little wider one one, a little thinner one. They're going to be stacked. Are you going to have like business ones and casual ones where it's like I'm meeting with somebody who wears a suit. So this one's a little more formal or are they all ooh, just, ooh. I mean, something to think about. You know, what's weird. I had a business meeting on Wednesday, wore a tie. I did do a, a pair of jeans on the 
bottom. So it was smart. Uh, a little boy. Uh, they call that the boys to men. The boys well, to men. I get little that. Boy, yeah. Little boys to yeah. men. Little uh, Motown a, Philly. Yeah, back again. And I and I felt um, I felt like a grown adult, but then I also realized that I looked still dissimilar from every single person that was in the room, and I was just fine yeah. with that. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just going. What'd you I'm do shoes? Going, what were your shoes that day? Uh, white sneakers, and they were very white. See, I yeah. don't. I can't do white sneakers because they're white for like an hour. Like I live a pretty aggressive life and so oh. like stuff gets scuffed like just in general i'm yeah. constantly scuffing and so I wore white a pair shoes of, yeah i wore a pair of white shoes on a plane the other day and then i uh i put my foot under the seat but it was under that little bar on the oh, aisle yeah, yeah, Pull, yeah pulled the pulled the white shoe out and it was like this shoe used to be white it's yeah, now all forever that gone it's done all that green no forget that's what i'm saying done were they were they woven leather or a sneak like they uh, were like was, uh, tommy bahama was, no 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 not tommy bahama i wouldn't dare <laughs> okay. but but it was uh, it was a it was a leather. I don't know that I would call it woven. It was like uh, it wasn't patent yeah. by any means, but like it was yeah. a leather shoe. Yeah, it wasn't ostrich or like snake or anything. Oh no, I wouldn't dare. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going there until. Uh, Do you think I you can pull off person. ostrich? You think like if somebody gave you, say, like DJ Khaled was like, "Hey, Dave, thanks for coming to my show and watching me scream my name. I have sneakers for you." What I mean, you're, you what can't is really an ostrich? What does an ostrich shoe feel like? I mean, like to. Thing is, you could you could ha- hand me one, and I'd be like, they feel huh. fat, fast, and scared, fast yeah. and scared, very fast running, but then you hide from your problem. I that saw is- a woman who was like a an ostrich whisperer, and uh, I don't want to underestimate how terrified I was for her maintaining her life. In Where the were midst you of that this. you were around ostrich? Uh, I was on my couch flipping through Instagram. Let's be clear, I watched a video, uh, but okay, okay. I, I, but the, but it was still terrifying, even from the comfort of my own home. And I'm just letting everyone know if you run into an ostrich, they're not friends. I would just stay yeah. completely away from an ostrich altogether. Thank you very much. Do you think Disney did that to us? Like Disney <laughs> made us think ostriches did, were you part Possibly. of the problem? I don't want to say you're part of the problem, but there's I, a I chance mean, you worked on an ostrich project? Because every time we talk, you go, actually, John, I helped actually, launch the ostrich team. You remember Team Ostrich? Called it T.O. Whatever. You never worked on an ostrich project? I didn't. I did work on okay. G-Force, though, which was about uh, guinea pigs or hamsters, and I want to apologize to everyone for that because... G-Force. Did you work on the Wonder Pets? Were you part of the Wonder Pets at all? I didn't, though. I've seen the Wonder Pets, and they were actually, uh, I was able to make it through an episode as a grown human next to a small, let's put it that way. Where where are we on Wiggle? How do we feel about Wiggle? I don't feel, I don't feel good about Wiggles at all. Captain Feathersword? That no, was a little... I don't no. love Captain Feathersword. I feel I like there are... I think there are some things that are happening in the Wiggles that are trying to infiltrate our brains that we're not I, that we're not even aware of. Yeah, I don't... There's certain things I'm like, ah, the name Captain Feathersword to me sounds... I don't like the connotations that it triggers in my in my head. So that's... There's, there's something there's something sketchy here. I've got my Okay, yeah. okay. So this is a more serious question. Best part of the triathlon, worst part of the triathlon. You recently did a triathlon. Some people yeah. don't know that. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So I the be- so the best part was appreciating that I could take something good out of something that was overwhelmingly disappointing. Like I I, um, I knew going in a thing that uh, I didn't even want to admit to myself, which was I did yeah. not prepare well enough for this open water swim, uh, and that. I was terrified of it in part because of ego. I didn't want to be embarrassed for not doing it well enough, but truly yeah. also in part 
because I like living and the yeah. idea of drowning seemed like a bad way to make my living thing continue. And so yeah. when I was, you know, like the night before in the water, the morning of in the water, I, I, I knew, holy cow, I just have to depend now on my physical strength and my ability to do hard things and mindset to overcome what was a lack of training. And I still, I just like, I, when I took the kick, I was in a panic mode. I mean, like I was, I went about halfway down the, the mile long stretch, a half mile in, I got, I took a kick and I just like, I could not catch my breath. So yeah. the heart, the hardest thing certainly. It was, was a mile swim. It was a mile swim. Oof. And, but the, so the hardest thing for sure was I had made a promise to myself and had suggested to anyone and everyone that I was talking to that I was training for this and was going to successfully complete it. And I didn't keep a promise to myself. I didn't do the work that it took to get into the water with the confidence that I would have needed or the skill yeah. that I would have needed to acquire. Um, the thing that I'm so grateful for though, was that I now have such a handle on what it will actually take to yeah. successfully complete this when I do it the next time. A thing I wouldn't have had an appreciation for if I didn't put myself in the water in the you first place. And so for like how that can be applied to frankly, any part of my life, I love that because it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to have to put myself into situations where I might not yet be totally prepared. And I will likely not have an outcome that is perfect that first time, but I will understand better from reframing the failure of not getting it right the mm -hmm. first time to know how to do it really, really well the next time I try to do it, which which I think is just like, yeah. what a beautiful, beautiful thing to learn. And the only I got yeah. I got back home. I got back home. If I'd come back home and had got the opportunity to tell my kids the story of crossing a finish line and completing a triathlon, it would have been a very quick conversation. There would have been a high five mm -hmm. and we would have moved along with our day. I instead spent more than an hour with all four of my kids captive to this conversation of I didn't do the work that I should have done. And I'm disappointed yep. for not having kept integrity with this thing I said I wanted and how I should have actually shown up. And I still kept going even after I got kicked and needed to ask for help and asking for help was okay. Like there were so many little micro lessons oh, yeah. in it that sure. ended up making the experience in storytelling with my kids so much richer than if I had just done it well. So that was also rad. Oh, and where was the open swim? Where, was it in a lake? It was in a river. This is like part of it. Which part, part of what was crazy is, so it's in- Rivers this, have current. Like okay, rivers so, in general have current. This is part of what's crazy. So the Snake River is where it was. And because there was I'm a already, current- I'm already not liking the first thing, snake. Because there was a current, my mind was like, you know what? You can get away with not having to do as much training because there's a current. You're going to yeah, be okay. Be, and I convinced body, my- body surfing. You can just I'll, catch yeah, a wave. Yeah. I'll just float. I'll just yeah. go on my back and swim back. Like, yeah. I'll, like there were things that I convinced myself that like yeah. I can overcome not having trained as well as I should have because there's a current. And the reality is that was idiotic. There's nothing, there's nothing like the experience of being in open water. And there was like 2,800 people in this race. There were so Dude, the many elbows, people. The elbows, the elbows. Like it was a mosh pit. Yeah. It was yeah. a mosh pit. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, good time. Definitely. Now it was, the thing is I look back on it now, we're almost a week removed. Like it was an amazing experience. And it was also this insanely emotional up and down roller coaster. But it's also like when I think about the kind of memories that I'll have 50 years yeah. from now, like okay. this is one of those things that I'm look back on. I'm like, remember that time at 46, I tried my first like half, uh, or my first triathlon and I had that thing happen. Like this is going to stick with me. So that's, yeah. you know, it's an amazing thing. Well, speaking of open water challenges, I recently interviewed the executive producer of the show alone on my podcast. I have oh, a really? podcast called All It Takes is a Goal. It's all about yeah. goal setting because I'm a goal nerd. He's the executive producer. If you've 
never seen the show. Have you seen the show alone? I have. Yeah. Amazing show. Yeah. And I was asking him and it was fascinating what he said people learn on the show about themselves and their demons and what matters and what doesn't matter because there's no pen, there's no paper. You're by yourself for maybe a hundred days. But I asked him, who would you pick if you had to survive one person? You're out in the wilderness for a month, one person. So now I'm asking you, take Heidi out of the equation. That's an easy answer. What? You have to survive in the wild for 30 days, one person. Who are you picking? I would probably pick. Somebody you know. Somebody you know. Like, don't go Bear grills, or whatever. Like, that's that's big. Yeah. Somebody you know. Yeah. So I, I would pick my my oldest male friend, a, a dude named Paul. Uh, and I and I actually on Tuesday had a coaching conversation about how hard it is to make friends as a, an adult. And I referenced this relationship I have with him because it has in the friendship qualities that I like. Wish you could just manufacture when you have new friendships come into play. I actually bizarrely, and I'm not trying to shine your shoes, but you actually have some of the things that I love about this guy that I've been friends with for like 30 years. And that is, we don't have to talk on consecutive days, but when I send a note, we can pick something up immediately. If I'm unavailable for a couple of days or you're unavailable, like there's no judgment because we both have an appreciation for how busy things are. Um, But I love my guy, Paul, because he's the guy who I can say anything to, and he is able to receive it, hold it, and not judge whatever it is in a way that allows me to fully and totally be myself. And I, if I was going to be in an environment where yeah. I am alone, the thing I think I would want more than anything is to be able to feel like I could experience and get everything you're meant to get from that alone experience as me and not someone I think I need to be to keep somebody that I'm with feeling okay or uh, yeah. posturing yeah. in any way or any of the weird curation that takes place in social media for sure. And so um, I just want to have somebody who's just like one of my people who could see yeah. me and love me and accept me and listen to me so that I could process and write, journal and do all the things that you'd hope to get out of uh, an alone experience. Why do you think it's hard for adults to make friendship? Oh, I mean, I think there's a ton of reasons, but mostly I think it's like there aren't a, a shared set of needs. There aren't a shared like set of values. So the things that I need in friendship and the things that you need in friendship are connected to how we are uniquely wired, are connected to the complexities of our schedule, whether we have a partner, whether we have kids, how yep. much we're doing, right? And so my availability to reciprocate what you need in a relationship is dependent on you and I being in somewhat similar places. And so like, I just, I think it just starts with, we're in different places. We have different drivers. Mm-hmm. We're differently, you know, wired, but we also just have a lot of circumstantial stuff that changes how available we are to give what the other person might in fact need. Another thing though, is like, we find ourselves somewhat a reflection of the people we spend the most time with. And so like, as we continue to evolve, I'm not the same person I was a year ago. And so the kind hopefully, of people, hopefully, ho- hopefully always that's, the that's case, the right? goal. That's the yeah. goal. But if I am moving, like I'm evolving, if I'm actually someone who's like on a growth journey mm-hmm. and the people that I've been in friendship with are in a status quo, I'm not necessarily changing kind of mode, then I will inevitably outgrow those people. If I'm looking for someone in my circle to push me to keep moving forward. If they're stuck and I want to move yeah. forward, I got I got to find people that are also moving forward. So I think it's it's just hard because a lot of times it's like with time spent, there's value placed on that relationship. And yep. more, it needs to be, do we have a shared vision of what we're moving toward? Are we both in a yeah. growth mindset? Are we both interested in impact? Are we trying, you know, and in a world where my life is super busy, do they have an appreciation of the busyness? And can they oh, understand, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> People can get really put out if they say, hey, I'd 
love to grab coffee. Go, cool. Can we do it in three weeks? And they go, whoa, so busy. Like, if that's your response, like, probably not going to It's not going to work. Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm putting you off for three weeks. It's that I've got all these commitments that I'm trying to honor. And they're not like I'm on a yacht. Like, it's work stuff. Like, yeah. So that's, yes, that's the thing. One of the things I will, I will say this. One of the things that I think I didn't have an appreciation for before I took it very, very personally. And now I've come to totally appreciate it. Some friends come into your life for a season. Like they are there yeah. to play a role for a window. And when they come and then go, their departure, whether you are the one that has to create some boundaries and step away and move forward, or if they're the one that's decided they can't engage anymore, it doesn't take anything away from the quality of the experiences that you had while you were in this friendship. It just means that that friendship has had its time come and go. And I think it's, you know, like it's an okay thing to both maybe be sad about the fact that you're not as close as you once were to this person and also celebrate the fact you got the time that you had when you needed it most. When I think the other thing is there's layers where there's, it's almost impossible to find somebody where the husband or the boyfriend, whatever, gets along with the other guy. For sure. The the girlfriends get along. And then those people aren't raised jerk. Because we've all had friends where we're like, we're great friends. And then they have some kids and you're like, oh, these people are raising jerks. And when my kids spend time with them, they come home like a jerk. So like, I love my friends, but like, and then there's friends you would go to dinner with. And then like the net, like the deepest level is vacation. And you go, okay, like the call back to Disney. If you are get up early, open the park, like the train comes in and you want to be there first. And they're like, let's sit at the pool and go ride one ride. And you're like, nah, that ain't our Disney speed, dude. Like you find out who your friends are real fast. You vacation with them and you'll be like, (laughs) like never. I've I've been on that vacation. I went on a vacation with couples to Cabo. And the first morning, there was this knock on the door, like, we're heading down to breakfast. I'm like, it's like 7.50. We're actually on holiday. We didn't even bring our children. Like, what is happening? But like, they were very much like the camp schedule where like, we got to start at 7.15. We're going to maximize every hour every day. And it was like, no, we're going to intermittently see each other by the pool. That like, that's how how this is going to go. You guys are like this. <laughs> intermittently see each other but we're gonna run into each other in the lobby and go hey we'll see what happens like we're on the same vacation but also yeah. kind of on separate vacations too <laughs> that's so funny yeah so I think that's part but I think that is part of it because the other thing is when you have a wackadoodle schedule like you and I do like we're like if somebody goes like hey can you run I'll go yeah let's do it at 11 a.m. and like or like let's do it at 2 p.m. but if they have a, a normal schedule then that's a weird thing for me to say yeah. when I when I worked inside a corporation I couldn't go do something at clock but no. if I you know if you're working on your own schedule then it, there's a different you know a different rhythm to it I might be out of town for two days but then I take a day off you know it's all this kind of stuff I ran into this one not terribly long ago where one of my kids friends had really great parents and so I now get invested and in am close to these parents and then my son and this other person their child are like they have a falling out oh, and yeah. so now like the ability for me to stay engaged with these parents has been compromised by the little thing that's happening with my kids so I'm like all right there are so many variables just hope that you get to have someone show up at barbecue every once in a while and be happy in that moment celebrate celebrate that moment yeah Yeah, that's so good that's so good well what a perfect place for us to end on Dave I'll respond to you you texted me last night I'll uh, respond to you off of this about I get to see you in like two weeks actually meet you for the first time um I'm, you're going to be so tall. I already have a real... I can't that. wait. I'm like, going to try so... and wear a shirt that has a pocket in the front so I can put you right inside and feed you. <laughs> 
That's going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Matt Chandler, the pastor in Texas, like if I'd see him at an event, he'd be like, you got taller. And he'd say like, can I just hold you? And I'd be like, you. like, and there's no real, like I go, what am I going to say? Like you have long arms. Ooh, what a terrible end. Like, I do want to tell good- you, I do want to tell you this just so that you don't, I mean, like I am coming to see you and like, you are the reason why I'm coming to town. I'm also going to go to Donald Miller's house after I see you. And I'm seeing Carlos the following morning. It's, that's so an action packed 24 hours. I, I, I just, I just don't want you to think like when you see me with other people, I'm not cheating on are you. you I'm celebrating with, with, oh yeah, for sure. Cause I feel like that's the right schedule. Like, it is the right, it is I the would, right schedule. I would want you to go to Donald's house after my house. Yeah. Like, I would want like my, like my wife and I last night were like, can we fake our porch? Does that, does that break it? Like, can I be like, oh, look at my porch. I don't, I don't live there. Like, can I have a stock photo porch? I was like, nah, it's just going to be our regular. And then Jenny said, does Dave know it's hot in August in Tennessee? And I said, oh. he lives in Texas. He's I'm fine. He's in Arizona. Like he gets it. You know what? The, uh, the, the video person who's going to do a little bit of the shooting while we're hanging out asked if he should prepare for the banner to be in the background or not. And I said, oh yeah, just plan on the banner in the background. I, uh, it's actually yeah. attached to a belt. I travel with it. It's a, it's like a steady cam, but it's a banner. So yeah, that is at least until the next Done. book comes out. That is done. To my, I don't, I'm sorry. It's, I, I, that's awkward. I don't know what to tell you. You should have a banner. You better bring a banner. Like I'm going to make a banner. Oh, have some kids, have some kids. This is handmade by children. People get patio, real sensitive about that. It's going to be a patio of peace banner. I'm going to put it up. So, and if someone is not so being funny. peaceful, like look at the banner. It says <laughs> yeah, peace. Look at the banner. Oh, you're going to have a blast. Donald and Carlos, good. what an action pack. So, all right, so Dave, good. have an awesome weekend. Good Love luck you, on your shoot today. See you, buddy. You, All right, bye-bye.